listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. and welcome to another episode of This Hong Kong Life. Today we're very excited because we've had a staff nomination at Kelly Support Group for this gentleman who's joining us today on this show. Uh, JJ is an alumni uh, from one of our Kelly programs and we're really excited to have him today. Welcome to the show, JJ. Hello, thank you so much. So, Jada, tell us, um, tell us where you're from. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, did you grow up here? Were you born in Hong Kong? Yes, um, I'm born in Hong Kong, and I'm raised in like a big family. And because of my grandparents, we were able to live a life here in Hong Kong. So your grandparents originally were from where? From the from the Philippines. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and and how? What brought them from the Philippines to come to Hong Kong? Well, they are musicians. Uh, my grandfather was a drummer, so he came to Hong Kong to to do his music career, and then he's been doing um, drumming for um, like famous artists like Alan Tam and everyone else. So yeah. Wow, that's really amazing. Um, and I'm guessing it's uh, what I don't really know much about music, but what kind of drums uh, was he in? Well, he's mostly on the. Um, I don't know what kind of drum is that. It's like, um, I'm not so sure what what kind of drum, but I know it's just just like the big drums setups they use in like concerts. So kind of like part of a band, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, and does music run in your whole family? Um, not really, because we didn't uh, we didn't adapt to it. So when when I was growing up, I was adapt to drawing. So I think that's I think I started from there. So I don't think um, none of us adapt to music, except for my uncles. But then afterwards, uh, no, not really. But I think it sounds like the creative streak sort of still kind of flowed in your family. Yes. You mentioned drawing. Um, what kind of drawings do you do? Well, I do architectural drawings. So that that's sort of um, put me to where I am right now as an architectural student. That's cool. Well, we'll come back to that later. But yeah. what was the first drawing that you remember ever making for your family or for yourself? Well, I remember um, drawing those um, from the coloring books that have the transformers. At the time, I was like into those transformers, so that's where it all started. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and so, tell me, like you growing up in Hong Kong, um, do you speak? A, what kind of languages do you speak? Um, uh, where did you go to school? So the language I speak is Tagalog, Cantonese, and English. Well, Cantonese has all started because of my mom. Because me and my mom, uh, my mom's really fluent in Cantonese. So we always had our conversation in Cantonese at home. And then Tagalog, we speak Tagalog and also with my grandfather. So that's where it all is. And then in school, of course, I learned English. So those three languages, is, yeah, I learned from that. I think that's quite cool, you know. So many people right now, you know, are multiple language speakers, and yeah. one of the reasons is because different family members will speak to them in different languages, and that's how they become bilingual, trilingual, even quadrilingual. That's very cool. So, which one do you think is your strongest language? Well, I think my strongest language is English, of course. Then after it's Cantonese, then Tagalog, because I'm not that fluent in Tagalog. Yeah. yeah, but you mostly find Hong Kong is your home, yeah. Yes, I do actually find Hong Kong as my home because I've been 
I'm born and raised here, so I think I get to I adapt to the flow of Hong Kong, I guess. Yeah. So when people ask you what's the favorite thing that you have about Hong Kong or this home, uh, what do you normally say to people? Well, I think mostly it's the fast pace, um, the convenience of Hong Kong. I think I think that's one. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Do you have any favorite spots that you and your friends always hang out at? Oh, spots. That's hard to because we have a lot of spots that we go to. Um, if I'm gonna say, then it's probably just around in Sim Cha Choi because a lot of food places there, yeah. and you know we we love eating, we love to dine in, we love to have conversation. So I think I think somewhere around the food district of Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So let's let's come back to you mentioned earlier that you are now an architectural student. So what's that like? Well, being an architecture student actually helps you build a concept about design in general and also you know the path to being an architect is actually really tough here in Hong Kong I had to go through a lot of um, process to get into this point and of course uh, right after high school I my DSE was not that great so that doesn't mean that um, I should stop there and so I make sure that I have a path so that I could be an architecture student. So I started right after high school. I know my grades was not that good. So I went through foundation and VTC. I study um, design. After that one year, I transferred to HKU Space. And then I studied architectural studies there. Um, high diploma year one. And now I'm going year two. That's so amazing. I mean, oftentimes, you know, you, you think about, you know, when you're a teenager, you have all these dreams about things that you want to do, and then and then DSEs happen. <laughs> it's one of those really difficult things. Um, what kind of gave you the determination to continue? Well, I think that determination came from because of the Kelly Sport Group program. Well, um, I was in the program about the open work placement. And then I get to work in an architectural firm at a young age, at 16 years old. And then it, that short, sort of showed me a motivation that I could work in this place one day. And, you know, because of them, I was able to have a really bright knowledge about architecture. So I think from seeing that, it gave me the motivation that I should finish my studies and make making sure that I can get in to a to um, working in depth and also I know that being an architecture student is quite tough as well because we have a lot of projects and we have a lot of things to do but at the same time you know this is something you love it's not gonna it's not gonna affect you in any way yeah that's really cool so I mean I I, I do know that you know you're nominated coming out as a Kelly alumni um, and it's very cool to hear that you know you learned so much from one of our programs, um, but I understand you also participated in a lot of other programs as well. Do you recall some of the other programs that you joined when you were in high school? So the programs we um, I joined with Care Support Group is one is the first one I guess was the drugs and alcohol where we visited a facility in Admiralty. Then the other one is we I think we went to a 15s Hong Kong game. That that's also one of it, and then the work placement. So yeah, I think those three, those three, I only remember. I think there's a lot more because Kelly always visited our school. 
but if it's, they visited the school, it's mostly about drugs and alcohol. That's cool, yeah. We have a lot of different types of programs, and you know, the ones that you attended were probably just a few of them. Um, so you mentioned that you went and visited a game through one of our initiatives. I think it's one of our partner events. Um, what, what, what was the game about? So the game is um, a 15s rugby game. Um, it was Hong Kong versus Kenya, I remember now. So it's Hong Kong versus Kenya. And seeing them play is actually quite motivational because at the time I was also playing for my high school team as well. This is uh, rugby, right? Yes, yes, it's rugby. Very cool. And w- what made you start playing rugby in, in high school? So it all started because of our, um, our seniors. I think it was back in Form 2 when um, our seniors were playing rugby and we see them. It's, like, it's so fun seeing... Um, when they're playing in the basketball court at the times when they're training it was all it looks so fun and then in my batch a lot of my friends also started it so i get to go with them and play rugby as well so i think that's where it all started from form two and then that's really cool and so have you played rugby since yes i played rugby um right after that and right after i finished high school that is when um that program finished the um, uh, watching the 15s game and then right after that i did like a five months training with with the clubs it's um, kowloon rugby football club right after that five months of training and making sure that i'm prepared i i joined the philippine national team wow that's so cool so you actually left hong kong went back to the philippines to train with them yes that was i think it was december of 2018 so i went to the philippines and played for my country yeah Wow, how cool. What an experience. Um, what were you thinking and feeling when you had that experience? It's actually, it's actually a tough process because we have to do like vetting process and because they need to know your background because they don't know who you are. And most of the people in the training program, there are people from around the world that are half Filipino or Filipino. And we are always going back and forth with emails, showing them like what is our training, um, what is our weight, what is our, um, you know, our lift, um, our strength? And so, when we give back and forth with the email, they told me that um, it was not. They're not sure if I would make it to the training or the tour. They call it the tour. So, when we get there, there was also another selection period. So we have to make sure that we did our assignments. Assignments as in reading the playbook, making sure that. Um, I'm on point at all my passings because my position as a scrum half, I need to make sure that my passing is always on point. So yeah. Wow, that's uh, that sounds quite intense actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's actually physically and mentally um, intense, but um, I think it's because you love the sport, so you you would the adrenaline would just come in and you just work with the flow. How, what did you, I mean, now it's, it's been two years since that experience. Yeah. What do you think you took away from, from all of that? Well, it, it actually shows that, you know, I think this is one of the toughest things I've gone through. So this actually helped me, you know, or motivate me that anything is possible. Yeah, and af, af, of course I wanted to play some more. But right after, right after that, I finished my foundation. So that means I'm going to um, architecture school. And architecture school is quite demanding. So I stopped it there because I have my own priorities now. And, and, and architecture has always been your dream, right? Yeah, it's always been my dream. Yeah. 
Well, that's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's very inspiring. And, you know, this, this, this theme for us this summer, as we wrap up the summer, actually is around sort of, you know, summer vibes and things that we did during our summer. How have you spent the last four summers? Well, the last four summers, um, I've been going back and forth with DEF, Design 852. Um, I've been been taught by the greatest mentors from because we have a lot of interns from from around the world who come comes and goes and then I would learn from them from a lot of things so for the past four months four summers I've been doing internships architectural internships and then this summer I actually joined in um, awards architectural interior awards yeah Wow, it sounds like you've been uh, pushing yourself every summer. Do you have time to hang out with friends, you know, with your family at all? Well, it's, well, sometimes you need to sacrifice some time, you know, to, to be with your family and friends. But most of the times I would, most of the time I would always work on, on my stuff. And of course, I won't have time to be with my friends. That's, that's a bummer. But, you know, if you're, when you, if you're going for your career, and you have friends by your side and they understand i think they won't leave your side because they know that you're what you're going through so yeah do you have people who are supporting you in this journey i mean it sounds like i mean you're definitely determined but it's it's not a it's not a solo game either um do you have people around you that are supporting you yes i do have people um, supporting me i have my family i have um my friends um who who they know back in high school they know that this is my dream to be in, to be an architect so they know that even though i'm not free for hangouts or anything they know that i'm doing something else and they know that when i have time it's going to be big and i also um i think i have and also um yeah i have families that was there for me whenever i do my work i'm always at home um and i would always like stay up all night because you know learning new things it, it's hard to adapt so my family was there by my side even though it's like 2 a.m they're like okay just um just sleep early uh, um make sure to have your vitamins and then oh that's so cute vitamins yeah and then i have my girlfriend by my side um my girlfriend was there from the very beginning we've been together for five years now wow that's amazing so she's actually witnessed you in this whole journey yeah he was she was there from the very beginning so i really I don't know how to say it. I'm really blessed to have her. So during this journey, she was there by my side. So I think that's also gave me the motivation. And she's also hardworking. So that also gives, gives like, a, um, yeah, sort of a, a motivation. I think it's great when you have people around you who are like-minded to really encourage you and to support you. And it sounds like you have a really great system and support network around you, JJ. That's really cool. Um, So as we wrap up the time that we have with you, it's been so fun chatting. um, And I've learned so much just listening to you as well. Um, But yeah, like, do you have, I mean, we have a lot of listeners. uh, Some are in Hong Kong and a lot of young people um, are listening and tuning in here today. Um, Do you have anything you'd like to share with them as we wrap up our time with you okay so one thing I would like to share to the youth is that when you have a dream make sure to have your own vision board you could be anything it could be on your phone your notebook or your whiteboard so vision board one thing I believe in is imagination is everything because it's the preview to life's coming attraction so this is a word from Albert Einstein and I've, I've known this for very long to know that you need to understand that imagination is everything 
so that you can use your imagine, imagination because possibilities in life is endless. So with imagination, it helps you think what's coming next. So make sure to always reach for your goals. Whenever you reach the next goal, reach for the next one. So it's, it never stops. Yeah. Thank you so much, JJ. And so on that note, uh, we hope that your summer has been fantastic um, and that you have a vision board uh, of some sort uh, to map your way for the next semester. Thank you so much, JJ, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all in our next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like this show, please subscribe and get two new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, so nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Leave us a message or drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. That's hongkonglife at kelly.org. See you next time.